Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska. Things are going to start happening to me now. The Bob Seska Show. From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, Rocktober 26, 2021, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hi, how you doing? What's up? What's happening? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 280 of the Biden-Harris administration, 379 days until the 22 midterms right around the corner. It's getting larger in the rearview mirror, isn't it? Uh, you can find me on Instagram. Go follow me now, right now, on Instagram, the Bob Seska, as in the Bob Seska Show. That's where that comes from. And on Twitter at BobSeska underscore go, the worst Twitter handle in all of Twitter. Okay, let's bring in Buzz. Let's do it. When you say Buzz, Buzz. You said it all. Hi. Hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Thank you. Uh, he, of course, is Bob. I'm Buzz. And uh, we're the Ted Lasso and Roy Kent of podcasting. <laughs> I wonder how that breaks down. Can I be Roy Kent? I want to be Roy Kent. Bloody fucking L. Uh, I'm, how was that? Uh, I'm, I'm really getting excited about Halloween. Uh, I, are you? Are you ready? Are you guys going to? I think have, so. Get yeah. We uh, get a few no, here. no, we don't. Oh, none. Oh, none. that's too bad. No, we, we get actually quite a few around here. I'm really excited about it this year. And I think the kids will be too. Uh, this year I'm handing out uh, Toblerone bars. <laughs> to- Toblerone bars. And, and, and you're gonna you're gonna find them stuffed into your lock and under your door by the next morning. All right, let's get to the news. Uh, Postmaster right. General Louis DeJoy mm. is in a lot of trouble for raising postal rates for Christmas. God damn it! He, he's now being sued for copyright infringement by the Grinch. <laughs> you're an a hole, Mister DeJoy. All right. <laughs> we found out this week that Joe Biden uh, uses a lot of swear words. Uh, that settles it. It's Joe Biden who has all the best words. <laughs> yeah. See? Not See? surprising. If anyone was surprised by that story, you haven't been paying attention. Joe Biden likes the F word. He's a he's a big fan of the F word, just like me. And and not like the former guy. Turns out uh, uh, Donald Trump's new social media website uh, might be using stolen computer code. <laughs> Gosh, if only there'd been someone to stop the steal. <laughs> We're going to talk about this almost right off the bat, right? Yeah, I, I, mean, I am a little uh, concerned about the new name for the company that owns Facebook. Mm-hmm. 
I understand they've decided to call it Truth Social. <laughs> I'm not at all surprised perfect, by that. Perfect, perfect choice. Um, we, we learned this week that uh, Facebook knowingly spread QAnon propaganda between the November election and January 6th. Jesus. Whew, talk about a public relations nightmare. Uh, things are so bad at Facebook now, they've decided to just go back to ranking co-eds. <laughs> Back to their roots. Yep. Things are moving quickly now in the uh, January 6th investigation. Uh, just before the show, uh, Steve Bannon was charged with contempt of hygiene. <laughs> That's my favorite joke in a long time. Hey, hey, it's Dumbtown, Rocky Mountain Mike and Mary Ann Arbor, right? When you're at home and don't mind getting exposed, there is a place to go. Dumbtown, you've got no worries because your brain's a bit blurry. Go to Trump's new show. Dumbtown, just listen to the rhythm of his stupid, hateful speeches. <laughs> Before the night is over, y'all inject yourself with bleaches. Or Mr. Clean, their lights are on, but they're not there. You can't forget all your facts because they simply don't care. There is Nobody's waiting for you. Dumbtown. Yeah. There it is. Mary in Ann Arbor. All right. Yeah. Rocky Mountain Mike, thank you. Yeah, there it goes. Uh, Rocky underscore Mountain underscore Mike on Instagram for his wonderful, wonderful photography and song parodies and all the rest of it. Okay. Great job, kids. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, so you mentioned uh, Truth Social. You mentioned uh, Trump's new shitty company and its stolen computer code. Right. Your your uh, monologue was torn right from the headlines and, and torn yes. right from my emotional state right now because oh, good. while I am trying to reflect more of the Ted Lasso vibe, I'm trying to look at things in a more <laughs> positive light. I mean, good. underscore the word trying I know. And, and finding myself more and more in the Roy Kent category, at least lately. The oh. last couple of weeks, I've been just Roy Kent, just grumbling and complaining and, you know, the whole rest of it. Ted Lasso himself, uh, that character, undergoes the same conflict. So yeah, yeah. You, you can be uh, nicer. You can be uh, more optimistic um, and, and still have those anxieties. So yeah, yeah. you can be both, really. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's possible. And and that's the thing. Uh, our friend Larry Charles, uh, of course, we all know Larry from yeah. uh, Borat and uh, all of the best episodes of Seinfeld, for God's sake. Right. Yeah, he had a great point about Ted Lasso, and that is that so many of those characters, in fact, all the characters, to some degree, are on the edge. And yes. the key is yes. that they're deciding not to let it bring them down. And not to let it destroy them, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. Wonderful commentary. you got to follow Larry Charles. If you're not following Larry Charles on social media, go do it, because he has great video okay. commentary, especially on Instagram. And so I thought that was a great point, and I hadn't really noticed that. And in fact, we missed one of the episodes when we watched season one of Ted Lasso. Somehow we skipped an entire uh. episode and had no idea that we skipped it. When they go off on the bus and they do an away soccer game or football uh -huh. game, right? It's the one where Nate gets trapped in the luggage compartment under the bus, which is <laughs> right. so funny. Uh, so that episode on the first watch through, we entirely missed it, Buzz. We had no idea that it even existed. And we were wondering, well, how did Keeley end up together with Roy Kent? How did that get started? What happened right. with, with Ted and, uh, and Sassy Smurf? We had no idea any <laughs> of that happened. 
until just this past weekend when we were watching through the series again, which we like to do. And yeah. we landed on it once more. And it was like, oh, my God, we discovered a, a hidden episode, a secret episode of Ted Lasso that we hadn't seen before. <laughs> it was wonderful. If you can make the same mistake, I highly recommend making that mistake. because it's Oh, the whole season. Discovery. Yeah, yeah. The whole season is worth rewatching. Yeah. And I know well, one of the things I'll be watching at Christmas this year is the Christmas episode. That they oh, did. my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hannah Waddingham singing in that one. Holy right. shit. Yeah. yeah, she can sing. And she sings karaoke in the episode that we missed, our lost episode uh, for from season one, and she—I think that was the first time she actually sang. Wonderful, wonderful singer, and uh, just one of the best episodes of all time, I think, uh, of the two seasons so far. So, suffice to say, I was looking for some great news to talk about to kick off the show today. Right, good. And I've got two wonderful stories, and they involve lots and lots of Schadenfreude on our behalf. I mean, it's Fine. great, great news for us. Great news for democracy. Mm-hmm. Terrible news for Donald Trump, which is my favorite kind of news. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so we've got we've got this brand new media company that Trump has uh, has launched, and yes, if uh, if anyone believes that this media company called TMTG and of course its social media platform subsidiary Truth Social, which sounds like uh-huh. Dan Badani came up with it, uh, we all know it's going to go exactly the way of Trump stakes, right? When it comes to great yeah. stakes, I've just raised the stakes. The God, Sharper Image is one up. of my favorite stores no. with fantastic products Make of all stop, kinds. Please. Yeah, yeah, I, I assure you. Sharper Image is not one of his favorite stores. <laughs> I don't think he's ever been in a Sharper Image. He's he's not one of their favorite customers, so it's even. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If he's been in there, he has shoplifted. He doesn't pay for a goddamn well, thing. he stole the computer code, or somebody in his organization yes. stole the computer code, apparently, uh, that they used to build the website, uh, and it's already been hacked. Yeah. Uh, you're right. It's going to go the way of Gab and Parler and mm-hmm. all the other wannabes that uh, can't and won't won't make it uh and and now uh investors have been pulling out and there's some kind of short sale scam going on with the the, the investors uh but but they're short i guess there is short selling now his company. oh yeah yeah we're gonna get uh, into all and, that in just a second you know yeah, so yeah. it's just it's crazy but it is good news mm-hmm. for us and and it's one of the walls that's closing in on donald trump <laughs> and, and they're actually coming from a number of directions we'd hoped many times and we'd anticipated many times that it would happen while he was in the white house yeah, well yeah that became clear uh certainly in the last uh, year or two that that wasn't going to happen right uh but but now now it certainly can and it certainly appears to be moving in on him yeah and you know what look both of these things could work out just fine for him but for right now i just love any news that makes donald trump go god damn it anything that makes him scream that at some sort of new development is fine with me anything that makes him more miserable is great news okay so let's start with this software licensing issue. All right. Donald Trump's people, and I don't know who the hell his people are. It could be Baron (laughs) in Mar-a-Lago putting all of this shit together in his hotel room or something like that. But what they did to build Truth Social, they used this decentralized open source social network called Mastodon. They used that software. And using that software comes with it, of course, a licensing agreement. So they use this software. I'm not sure that they necessarily had to go to Mastodon and ask for permission. I think it's just a matter of uh, if it's free and open source, you can use it. But in order to use it, you at least tacitly agree to their licensing terms. 
And one of the licensing terms, this is so fucking amazing, Buzz. <laughs> one of the licensing terms insists that any usage of Mastodon, which is the basic programming, it's like there's some sort of back-end programming that makes Twitter work, that makes Facebook work. They both own their programming. In this case, Donald Trump has built True Social around this Mastodon software that he didn't invent. Shocking that he didn't create this or that his wow. people didn't create because this is what Donald Trump does. Builds has someone else make a building and then Donald Trump goes up and slaps his name on it and calls it his own. Claims that he invented the whole thing. That's what Donald right. Trump does. Everything that he either um, slaps his name onto or steals outright, he insists that he invented that thing. So in this case... Mastodon and this licensing agreement for using this software mm -hmm. to create mm -hmm. Truth Social requires that any platform based on that software has to show their source code. So if Donald Trump and Donald Trump's people don't reveal the source code for Truth Social and, and the source code has to be revealed publicly, and if the 30 days expires and he hasn't revealed the source code for Truth Social... Bye-bye. Uh Bye-bye, -huh. Truth Social. Yeah. He has to start from scratch again. Well, it's, it's, yeah. yeah, it's going it's going bye-bye either way, but that's certainly uh, the, the most likely way it will go down, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, and, and, yeah. And, and that will bring about its demise even sooner than it might otherwise uh, crumble. So what he's obviously going to do, I'm sure, is he is going to counter-sue Mastodon. And say, oh, no, I'm not going to reveal my, you know, I'm not going to reveal my source code to people. Are you crazy? That's that's crazy talk. No one does. Who does the who reveals their source code? Not me. It's like Donald Trump signing up on Twitter and not realizing that he approved the terms of service for being on Twitter when he signed up or Facebook or whatever. Right. right. There are terms of service that you're required to abide. Otherwise, the platform can kick you off. So. Suffice to say, what's probably going to happen is Donald Trump is going to have to start all over again. They're going to have to rebuild Truth Social from the ground up. Now, mind you, this is part of a strategy that includes immediately taking Trump Media and Technology Group public, TMTG. And so what they have done is they've engaged in this process where they've created an agreement with an existing company. It's a placeholder company on the NASDAQ. They're called SPACs. Not, it doesn't have anything to do with political action committees. It's another acronym. SPACs are the placeholder. And then if you enter into an agreement with that placeholder company on the NASDAQ uh, exchange, then you are, in fact, going public with your company. Okay. Meaning anyone can buy stock. Well, first of all, who wants to buy stock in anything Donald Trump does? I mean, don't forget Trump stakes. When it comes to great stakes. No, you, do, you don't want to get into business with Donald Trump. See also Trump stakes. See also uh, Trump vodka. See also Trump university. See the Trump presidency. Everything he touches turns to shit. And there's no reason to believe that TMTG and its various subsidiaries, its whole business plan, isn't going to turn to shit. It is absolutely going to disintegrate and fail. And that brings us to our next <laughs> bit of good news, Buzz. <laughs> okay, and all right. As you were discussing the uh, short-selling process, uh -huh. well, 
last week when this was first announced, the introduction of the Trump Media and Technology Group and the whole idea behind Truth Social and the social media platform he's creating. Right. Right away, I was like, well, everyone's got to short this stock. If they're going public on the NASDAQ, everyone should uh, get this stock and short it. And not only will you make money because it's bound to fail. Right. But you will also drag that stock price down. I mean, that's the shit. That's the fuzzy end of the lollipop when it comes to uh, short selling a stock is it actually dooms that company if enough people end up shorting the, the shares. Right. And what I mean by short selling, it's important to, to do this little tangent uh, about short selling buzz. It's because it's kind of a complicated okay. thing. Short selling is betting against a stock to the point where you make money if the stock price goes down. So here's an example. And first of all, I want to thank uh, Joe Waldschmidt for the explainer on Twitter. He did a great job explaining the uh, the whole short selling idea. I heard us talking about it on Thursday. It's kind of confusing. It's, it's like the offside. Speaking of Ted Lasso, it's like the offsides rule in soccer. You know it when you see it. And, and I think we all have a general concept as to what it is. But, but here's kind of an example of what shorting a stock is. All right. Let's say an investor thinks that, uh, and, and you're the investor, Buzz. Let's say Buzz Burbank thinks that Trump's TMTG is overvalued at, say, $100 per share. It's down I lower. Do. It's, a, it's, I think, $80, something like that right now. Yeah, it's not worth that either. <clears throat> yeah, but let's say it's just for the sake of a, a clean number. Okay. Let's say it's overvalued at $100 per share, and it's going to go down in price, which we all believe. I was saying this last week. It's going to fail, so the stock price is bound to go down. So in a short sale, the investor, in this case, Buzz Burbank, could borrow a share. This is what's weird about it. You can borrow a share of TMTG from your broker. And you can borrow as many shares as you want. We're just, for simplicity's sake, we're just going with one share. You can borrow that share and then sell the share for the current market price of $100. If the stock goes down to $50... This is, again, this is just an example. If the stock price goes down to $50, okay. Buzz Burbank can buy the share back at $50, return the borrowed share to the broker, and net a profit of $50. You get that? So yes. it's like the reverse of buy low, sell high. It's like you end up making money by selling low. And that's the key. And I know a lot of you, your eyes turned into little X's as I was talking about short. I, I, I feel like I've either watched, uh, just watched The Big Short or The Wolf of Wall Street. Well, The Big Short, that movie is essentially yeah. about the same right. thing. It's a different right. kind of short sale. Right. And I think in that case, the housing market. Yeah, yes, real estate. In this case, we're talking about shares of a company. Now, the effect, as I said, is if enough people short a stock then that stock price starts to crash and burn. This is something Donald Trump has done. We were talking about this throughout the four years of his presidency, that my theory, and I underscore theory, Donald Trump was making announcements after he had either shorted or invested in a stock, and then the announcement somehow would affect that stock. Right. right. So, like, for example, every time he would mention the Chinese trade war that he was uh, involved in, Right before, my theory is, right before he would announce either good news or bad news on the trade war, he would either invest or short particular stocks that would be affected by that news. This is something that Donald Trump has done forever. It's well documented. It was in that big, long New York Times 
piece that Mary Trump was involved in, in the reporting right. on where he was doing something called green mailing. I've talked about this in the past, where he and Fred Trump would manipulate a stock, pretend as if they were going to do a hostile takeover of the company by buying up all of its shares. Stock price would go up because Donald Trump would plant the story in the media, and then uh, he wouldn't do anything and sell all his shares as soon as it got to the high high point of, of the stock price. And so that was a manipulation of the stock market. Let me interject here, okay. because I know it's on the minds of a lot of people. Uh, this is another story that underscores the need for laws prohibiting people in our government who mm -hmm. are in a position to influence the stock market to be prohibited from owning stock. Why yes. is that a thing? We talk about the dark money in politics. Uh, this is the other side of that. Once they get elected, yeah. uh, this is the other side of that. Uh, it's just, it, it's got to be stopped. We've got to pursue ethics in government. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and you know what? Look, Congress is set up so that there are ethical guidelines uh, that should keep people from doing it, but it's not working. Right. You know, having the ethics committee look into so-and-so or have disciplinary action taken against whoever, it's like the wolf, you know, guarding the hen house. It's just not, it's not effective, obviously. Yeah. yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I think there is evidence that, that, that Trump worked to profit from it. A lot of people are concerned that uh, it's uh, the stock ownership and the like uh, and, the, and the contribution money are yeah. why Mansion and Cinema are standing in our way right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I, all of this is corruption from Trump to Mansion, uh, from Republican to Democrat. Uh, and uh, the, the, the Democrats in the House have already adopted mm -hmm. uh, changes, uh, rules that would uh, help put a stop to this sort of thing. Yeah. But, of course, it's gotten nowhere in the Senate where we have but don't really have a majority i think short selling is a piece of shit anyway yes, yes, all, yes. As, as difficult as it is to understand it's also damaging to the economy and certainly i mean i know some people have made the argument that it weeds out the shitty stocks the shitty companies that put up those stocks but it seems hinky to me it seems not on the level to me and uh, it's probably I, something that has damaged the economy just in general no, more than itself. Oh, no, no, no doubt. I would highly recommend that everyone watch or rewatch The Big Short yeah. because it, it makes precisely this point. And here's why I would encourage you to watch this particular movie. Yes, it's about Wall Street and the stock market. And yeah, that stuff makes my head spin too. <laughs> but that movie explains it so easily and yeah. so well and with such humor. Uh, it's really, really worth your time. You'll be glad you watched The Big Short. Absolutely. And then Margot Robbie in a bathtub explaining how finances work. <laughs> That's, yeah, I mean, how well, can see, you, how can you okay, be now, now you've got them interested. <laughs> <laughs> see, there, if you missed that movie, you missed that scene. Okay. Well, here's the uh, here's the news. This is the culmination of my short selling spiel. So this is where okay. you can right. wipe the little X's off of your eyes and, and kind of see more clearly uh, where I was getting at with all of this, which is that the acquisition company that uh, is set to bring uh, Donald Trump's media firm public has already mm -hmm. drawn ha 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 short sellers attention after an epic run last week. Iceberg Research said in two tweets on Monday that it was betting against Digital yes. World Acquisition Corp., which is go. the SPAC that Donald Trump has partnered with to bring his TMTG company public. So now investors are already looking at shorting Donald Trump's stock. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Oh, you spazzy white guys in lower Manhattan, you have impressed me for the first time in a long time, so thank you for that. 
They have done done well. Done well. Shorting Donald job, Trump's nerds. stock. Uh, yeah, it says here, Iceberg said in a tweet, we are short DWAC. Now that initial excitement has passed, we see only risks for investors in the near future. Based on Trump's track record at current price, renegotiation is likely to keep more of the merged company for him. But suffice to say, investors see the same things that you see, Buzz, that I see, that we've all seen with Donald Trump, that, you know, the Rick Wilson thing, whatever Donald Trump touches, dies. I, I, I get delighted every time I see a tweet that, that uh, expresses something I feel and I think I've even said, and that is that I'm really not that concerned. If Donald Trump were to become the Republican nominee, yeah, he, he would, uh, that, that would be a, a frightening thing. Yeah. I'm just not sure he's going to be available. Uh, <laughs> between all of the lawsuits and, and uh, this stuff with the social media site and the lawsuits that will be associated with that and the criminal investigations that are also closing in more and more on him, uh, not the least of which is the January 6th uh, commission. Yeah. Um, things are going very badly, really, for Donald Trump and very well for us. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, one of the reasons it's okay to laugh is because time has proven that what is bad for Donald is good for us. Yes. And and, uh, that really is the case. And there are really a lot of good things to be celebrating right now. Absolutely. And so there's still hope. I mean, there's still not really necessarily any cause to start leaving the country yet. (laughs) We're not at that place yet. So I oh, guess no. I guess that's something. But no, I mean, stay and stay and fight. Uh, yeah. All kinds of encouraging things. I I have a little list here. Uh, Tristan Snell, uh, a presence on Twitter, yeah, uh, tweeted uh, things that have occurred just in the last week, and I have a couple to add. And I I know I've forgotten at least one. Okay. Oh, uh, Oleg Deripaska's homes were raided by the FBI. This is just in the last week. Oleg Deripaska's homes were raided by the FBI. Mm-hmm. Steve Bannon was referred for contempt of Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's expected to be indicted in or uh, uh, refer, I, I guess indicted in the next uh, four days or so. I hope so. Uh, we're getting very close to that. Uh, Matt Gates uh, has two senior prosecutors added uh, on to his case <laughs> from the Department of Justice in D.C. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Washington Post came out with that piece on the Willard Hotel in D.C. being the the, the sort of uh, nerve center of the January 6th insurrection and its connections to Trump. Uh, Facebook is cooperating with the January 6th committee. And, of course, there was the Rolling Stone bombshell about Facebook that, this week. Those yes. are from Tristan Snell. Uh, Rachel Maddow added last night uh, that it's a very hopeful sign that quiet talks are going on between Elizabeth Warren and Kristen Sinema. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, we know that she's a mess, but uh, it it sounds, from, from listening to Senator Warren, it, it sounds as though uh, they've come to kind of an agreement on taxing billionaires and certain specific companies like Amazon and Facebook and some of the really, really big companies yeah. and leaving other corporations alone, which is what uh, which is what Kirsten Cinema wants. And then uh, the cops walking off their jobs, who cops we know and firefighters, but, but cops especially, uh, who are leaving their jobs uh, because uh, they don't want to get vaccinated and that's now required of them. We're better off without them. We all, I think we all agree yeah. that uh, we are better off without those guys. And this is, 
maybe the best thing to come along to weed out bad cops. Only to show up in Florida, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's okay. Wah, wah, there's the downside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because uh, DeSantis, yeah, is offering $5,000 a head for any uh, displaced law enforcement officer from any other part of the country who left their job or were fired from it because of vaccine mandates. Yeah, yeah. And his new public health director here is also anti-vaccine. Right. Publicly anti-vaccine, the main health guy here. And, you know, I want to talk about the Rolling Stone piece, this huge bombshell in, in yes. Rolling Stone this yes. week. I want to talk about that here coming up in just a, a few seconds. Good but week. one last thing here before we take mm-hmm. a short break. Okay. Uh, you, you can't say anything mean about Donald Trump or Donald Trump's new social media platform on Donald Trump's new social media platform. Uh, apparently, the site's landing page claims that the site is a place for open, free, and honest global conversation. Mm-hmm. However, despite those promises, according to the Daily Beast, uh, Truth Social has already published a long list of prohibited activities, including sure. a cause that states that users must not, quote, disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion, it says, uh-huh. us and or the site. Users uh-huh. are also told they must not, quote, annoy any of the site's employees. That is such a fucking piece of shit right there. Right. First of all, the thing that jumps off the page to me is disparage, tarnish, or otherwise harm, in our opinion. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it completely open to interpretation. So it could be literally anything. If you're mean to Donald Trump and the admins think you're mean to Donald Trump, bye-bye, you're gone, you're bounced well, what, from this what, free and open what, form of communication, right? What What did you expect from a, <laughs> a guy who, as president, uh, wanted to block uh, mm-hmm. responses to his tweets and, yeah. and more? Well, some of the people who have already downloaded the app, which is, it hasn't even really launched yet, I guess they're doing a kind of a soft launch right now, uh, but yes. all kinds of people are already pranking the site. Someone was able to ma- uh, register Mike Pence, the account Mike Pence, <laughs> Not obviously not Mike Pence. Right. Someone got uh, into Donald, as you said, Donald Trump's uh, account, Donald J. Trump on True Social. Someone hacked it, got into it, and posted a photograph of a, a pig taking a shit in a trough. Uh-huh. You know, just <laughs> like perfect. And so, yeah, lots of fake names being added. And certainly this platform is going to be a magnet for every weirdo from 8chan and the, the pedophile crowd and the Nazi crowd and the white supremacist crowd. They're going to be there posting all of their horrible, horrible memes, some of the things, some of the worst things that we see on, yeah. uh, on oh. 8chan or 8kun as it's called now. Which is already happening on Parler and Gab in a very small yes, way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was going to answer my own question, how... How do we know this is going to happen, Bob? Well, because we've already observed it. We've already seen it happen time and time again. These people don't know how to run a site. They think that just by saying we're a free and open forum, there's no censorship here. It doesn't mean that there isn't going to be censorship. They're going to have to censor the goddamn thing. And that's the uh, one of the great many contradictions in these uh, far-right social media platforms. They want to create a safe space for conservatives, or not, not even conservatives, for Trump supporters, for red hats. Uh, but they don't want anyone being mean to them <laughs> on their free speech platform. Heaven forbid. No, because yeah. it was the people who were calling people snowflakes who are, of course, as always, the real snowflakes. Absolutely. Okay, so today's show brought to you by the Shadow Docket bonus show on our Patreon Yay. page. We all love it. Uh, you know you know when this happens, uh, when the end credit music stops playing, Buzz and I on Tuesdays, me and the Goth Ninjas on Thursdays, we keep on talking 
for another 20 minutes, half hour or so, however long it takes. Here, here's, here's what you missed last week. We, yeah. we talked about uh, the fact that Mexico is not sending us their best bees. <laughs> That's the kind of thing right. you'll miss if you don't subscribe yeah. and yeah. be able to listen to the uh, after docket. The, the shadow docket, right? The, the uh, shadow docket. Yeah, it's, it makes total sense. It's it's Our Friday show on our Patreon page is called The After Party. It makes total right. sense that you would uh, merge those two things because they're very similar. In fact, the Friday After Party is like a more expanded version with Kimberly A. Johnson of the, the shadow docket shows. They're both sort of uncensored, uh, crazy free-for-alls in which we either talk about politics or a person lives all kinds of revelations happen on the shadow docket show and the the point here is that this show the free show that you're listening to right now couldn't happen without our patreon subscribers signing up for five dollars a month to our patreon page in order to get the shadow docket show the so shadow it, docket. so if you dig what you hear please consider signing up for our shadow docket bonus show every tuesday and thursday for just five dollars per month Used to be called the Postmortem Show. We changed it, and now it's called the Shadow Docket. Same show, same exclusive content, but an all-new name. Again, that's $5 a month at bobseskashow.com. Go, run, don't walk. Go to bobseskashow.com right now or patreon.com slash bobseskashow. And we thank you. The Bob Seska Show. Brand new to the show, this is uh, recording artist Rod Fritz, coming to us all the way from uh, Australia. Wow. I love it. He was born in Tasmania, which uh, <laughs> which kind of kind of makes me wish the lyrics went like this. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, much better singer than the uh, Tasmanian devil, I'm just going to say. Rod Fritz, a song called Feeling Alive, rodfritz.com, link in the description under this episode at bobseska.com. Please support all, all of our indie bands here on the show. bobseska.com slash music to submit. And we have a brand new indie music countdown coming up on uh, Halloween. Or this Yay. is coming up Sunday. Perfect. As we do uh, at the end of every month. So uh, stay tuned for that. Okay. Uh, I'm so embarrassed. I, you know, just a minute ago, I referred to the shadow docket, their little the show that we do after the show, uh, as the after docket. See, and here's why that's embarrassing. Why? I came up with the phrase. Yes. I mean, it's a reference to the Supreme Court, obviously, but mm -hmm. but it was sort of sort of my idea yeah. to call part of the show the Shadow Docket. Bob liked it and adopted it, and that's how. It, and I can't even remember the name that I came up with. I've called <laughs> it the, the After Party. I, I have trouble remembering post mortem <laughs> show. Now I'm just trying to adjust. We're all just Bob. We're just trying to catch up. I know, including me. But uh, yeah, just remember. It's the the Shadow Docket. Remember your ditty here that you recorded special yes, for the yeah. uh, the Shadow Docket show. Everyone, all the ladies love this. Who knows what evil lurks <laughs> in the hearts and minds of men? Whoa. The Shadow Docket knows. There you go. See, <laughs> see, and you'd think because of that that I would remember it. Yeah, but <laughs> <Right>. no. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I mean, people who have been subscribed to the after party since, like, I think Ches and I started the after party in 2012 or something like uh -huh, that. Uh -huh. People who have been subscribed from the beginning, 
still occasionally refer to it as the after show. And it's not the right. after show. It's the after party. See? <laughs> See, it's like a party. So even though it it's kind shadow, of yeah. shadow docket, shadow docket after party, after party. <laughs> okay, so this Rolling Stone bombshell, this now yeah. um, has everyone screaming about applying uh, what is it, the Fourteenth Amendment, Section Three, which oh, f- for the lawmakers. For oh the, yeah, the, yeah, the Sedition Seven. Right. As part of that, they made it illegal for any elected official in the United States government to run for office again if they have engaged in insurrection. Or seditionist Sedition, behavior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rolling Stone had this bombshell over the weekend, just an enormous story in which they not named Not the New York it. Times, not yeah. the Washington Post. Ladies and gentlemen, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, yeah. And it's so seldom that we have been able to reference Rolling Stone in the context of any of this reporting, whether it was going all the way back to Trump-Russia in the 2016 election, Rolling Stone has not really been uh, in the center of all of this uh, reporting that's the, been going on. The, the good news is there have been some changes at yeah. the top at Rolling Stone, and they're past the Matt Taibbi era. Ah, so. thank God. Well, that deserves a round of applause. Thank you, ladies Thanks. and gentlemen. That's uh, always good to know. Matt Taibbi used to be great, and then he fell in with uh, Glenn Greenwald. He went nuts, and it really, yeah. I kind of think, hurt the credibility of Rolling Stone, but they're back, baby. So... Two sources, both of whom have been granted anonymity due to the ongoing investigation, uh, describe participating in dozens of planning briefings ahead of the insurrection when Trump supporters broke into the Capitol as his election loss to President Joe Biden was being certified. I believe these sources are people who have participated in that insurrection. So, along with Marjorie Taylor Greene, Marjorie Three Toes. Marjorie Three Toes, right. Yeah, yeah. The conspiratorial pro-Trump Republican from Georgia who took office earlier this year. These uh, sources both say the members who participated in these conversations or had top staffers join in include Paul Gosar from Arizona, Lauren Boebert from Colorado, Mo Brooks, obviously from Alabama, Madison Cawthorn, obviously North Carolina, Andy Biggs, again, obviously, these names are just jumping off the page. Andy Biggs, of course, is from Arizona. And, of course, our favorite, Louis Gohmert from Texas. There it is. There your seditious seven right there. Yeah. So, none of these people should be allowed to run for re-election, and they should be stripped of their seats. They should be removed from Congress. They they should be removed from Congress, yeah, and and prosecuted. Uh, What do you make of the video uh, that compares the videos comparing uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene's gate to the gate of the person who planted the bombs uh, at DNC and near RNC uh, on January 6th. Oh, my God. I had no idea that was even have a you, thing, Buzz. I have, have, no- you, have, you, have you not seen this video? No. Tell me it's about a, it. It's what? a side-by-side split screen of uh, how Lauren Boebert walks. Uh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene walks. Yeah. I, it's, you see how I get them confused. <laughs> it's a video of Marjorie Taylor Greene walking and swinging her arms in a certain way. Wow. And, uh, and carrying things in a certain way. And there's another similarity uh and uh in the on the right side of the screen is the video of the little video we have of the shrouded in a hoodie bomber who placed the bombs at dnc and near rnc that's important to make that distinction because that bomb would not have hurt the rnc it was behind a bar next door wow Uh, in in that case uh the person we know from surveillance videos that the person 
The bomber walked around the DNC several times before putting down the bomb and walking away. Uh, they only came near the RNC and walked away without circling the building. Uh, and, and the gate, uh, and, and, and I understand that law enforcement has the ability to scientifically compare uh, the gait of a person uh, from one video to another. And uh, you watch it in the way she swings her arms, in the, the, the way she walks, in the way she carries things. Uh, you would swear it's the same person. And uh, whether or not the FBI is uh, examining this video, I know certainly uh, independent journalists have been, but uh, there's even that suspicion. These people continue not only to walk free, but to hold seats of power in yeah. our government. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, this is there is a Fourteenth Amendment to the Constitution against that, uh, and and uh, the fact that it continues is baffling and contributes to Americans' perception that there is no justice. Good thing for the bomber that they didn't wear open-toed shoes. Then they would be able to tell right away. Right. They just count right. the toes, right? <laughs> if, exactly. If the b bomber had like giant Fred Flintstone feet. That, oh, it's Marjorie Taylor Greene. Case closed. Right. Right. Uh, and she, of course, would have a special kind of walk, I guess, because of <laughs> because of those feet. She's got weird she swing, feet. So, yeah. She swings her arms uh, when yeah. she walks more than most people do, and so does the bomber. She carried uh, some. She carries in her right hand and does other things with her left hand. So did the bomber. Uh, it's it's fascinating to make that comparison. Wow. Okay. I, I don't. You know. I don't know if it's her, but but uh, the evidence is overwhelming. And even that video comparison aside, just what she's done that you've talked about here yeah. is more than enough to remove her and others, mm -hmm. the other six from Congress. Yeah. I, I this needs to get underway immediately now. I mean, yeah. 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 I think there's enough outcry. There's uh, certainly enough evidence to pursue it at the very least. I get the sense, though, that this is something that Benny Thompson and the 1-6 committee are already looking at. Mm -hmm. And this may be one of the things that they end up offering up to DOJ or, you know, to another committee, for that matter, um, in terms of disciplinary action against these members of Congress. I mean, this may be something that is being looked at for its evidence in well, the committee already. Indeed, indeed, as Rolling Stone reports, uh, it has two witnesses. It has documents from two witnesses yeah. who say they have shared those documents with the January 6th nice. uh, committee and have met with the January 6th committee already. They, uh, both of them, uh, as uh, Stone points out, Rolling Stone points out, both of them have uh, uh, still believe that uh, Trump was robbed of the election, mm -hmm. but they also feel betrayed by him. He said he was going to march over with them. He didn't. Yeah, uh, they they heard talk of a blanket pardon uh, from uh, people connected to Trump, mm -hmm. and uh, that never happened. So they're highly disillusioned with Trump at this point. And uh, even though they still believe what they believe politically, uh, they, they want revenge against this guy who who screwed them. Uh, these are red hats who got screwed by Donald Trump, and uh, this is their revenge. He's yeah. talking to the January sixth committee. And speaking of Trump, Trump shouldn't be allowed to run for office again. This should also not. apply. This the Fourteenth Amendment, Sh Section Three, Trump, should also apply to Trump. Trump shouldn't be allowed allowed to walk around free. Right. He should be he should be locked up. And yeah. I think we're yeah. getting close to that. And I, I God, I feel I share the same frustration. Uh, we need a special counsel. Yeah. We we need Merrick Garland to become more aggressive. But at the same time, let me say. 
we don't know what Merrick Garland is doing in the background. Yeah. And if you are going after somebody, the one thing you don't want to do is tip your hand. Mm -hmm. So Merrick Garland is either setting us up for a major disappointment or something that will make us very happy. Yeah. And yeah. and if you're going to do something like that, you have to make sure you have every little duck in the row. You have mm -hmm. to make sure every I is dotted, every T is crossed, and that everything is precisely correct. Yeah. And that you've gathered everything you can so you can throw the book at the person, not just on one infraction, but on a series of them. And these things take time to document. I believe the January 6th committee is doing that. I believe Letitia James is doing that. I believe that the Manhattan DA's office is doing that. I believe that the Georgia district attorney is doing that in Atlanta. Uh, and uh, they're getting places. They're, they've got witnesses. They've got documents. Uh, and they are looking at Trump. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, we all know that Trump is guilty. We have the privilege to be able to say, lock him up. That's, right. our, that's our prerogative. We can, we can do, do that. that. We don't necessarily need the burden of proof to say that. But I think, and this is all in support of the concept of prosecuting Donald Trump, prosecuting yes, every single yes. name that I read a second ago from the- We Rolling all want Stone the same article. thing on that, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The problem is that Merrick Garland and the Department of Justice, certainly the U.S. attorney in D.C., needs to have evidence. They need to have uh, the ability to prosecute the case based on actual proof. They don't have the luxury that we have, but that's yeah. that being said, uh, keep up the pressure, friends. Uh, I would my advice to progressives would be understand that there are things going on behind the scenes that you don't know about, but go ahead and keep up the pressure. Yeah, that's all right. fine. We need to right. do that. There needs to be political support as well as evidentiary support for, right. for these sorts exactly. of things. Political exactly. support is vital, and the more people who are on board and who will have the backs of the Democrats who decide to push forward with some sort of prosecution of these people, recommendations to DOJ to do that, uh, they'll only do it if they know that their uh, electoral chances are going to remain just as solid or maybe even improve, as the case may be. So, yeah, so definitely keep up the pressure. I know that uh, Lauren Boebert, meanwhile, <laughs> released a statement that was just a big, long lie. Of course it was. What? She, yeah, she said, I had no role in the planning or execution of any event that took place at the Capitol or anywhere in Washington, D.C. on January 6th. We all know what she was doing on January 6th. Because she was tweeting about it. She was tweeting the whereabouts of Speaker Pelosi. And the intention of those tweets was to, you know, alert the insurrectionists as to where the Speaker of the House was so they could kidnap right. her or do whatever they were going to do, hang her, as, uh, as has been theorized. And so all of these people were engaged. And if we're to believe these sources from the Rolling Stone uh, piece here, then uh, we know for a fact that... Uh, P Paul Gosar, Lauren Boebert, Mo Brooks, Madison Cawthorn, Andy Biggs, Louis Gohmert. These all are prime suspects whose names absolutely should be referred over to DOJ for prosecution. This is something that needs to happen. And you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if uh, the committee hasn't already kept uh, Merrick Garland and the U.S. attorney in D.C., whose name I don't recall, you know, completely apprised of any developments like this so that they can be right. working on the case as well. That's my hope. That's my hope. Yeah. Uh, you know, we know how involved Lauren Boebert was. We know how involved Marjorie Taylor Greene was. I saw a photograph today of some Republican lawmakers, was taken of Republican lawmakers inside the Capitol during 
the attack on the Capitol. Yeah. There were several of them sitting around, smiling, very relaxed. Yep. This was during the insurrection. Why were they so relaxed? Uh, why weren't they concerned like everybody else was? And and what is that? I can't remember now. Forgive me. Whether it's Gosar or Brooks, and maybe you can straighten me out. Uh, one of them wore body armor the day of the uh, January 6th. That's Mo Brooks. Mo Brooks. Okay, Mo Brooks. And now he's saying that uh, he didn't have any involvement in the planning of January 6th, but maybe people on his staff did. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Good Lord. Yeah, you know, I mean, well. How, how far How far can we let this go? Again, this is Trumpism. This is the whole idea that no one takes accountability anymore. Fucking. The party of personal responsibility. Yeah. Just yeah. own what you have done, for God's sake. If you think that this election, that the election was stolen from Donald Trump, say it. If you were engaged in the insurrection, stop making excuses about Antifa or the FBI infiltrators or whatever other conspiracy theory excuse you might have on deck. Just own your actions, you goddamn cowards. You goddamn unforgivable cowards. They do this thing, and they're you're like, being, uh, who, you're me? Be, you're, oh, I you're, didn't do nothing. You're being Roy Kent. I know. I am. <laughs> no, you're, you're, the, the outrage is correct. And like I said, you know, uh, keep up the pressure because yeah. there, there has to be justice uh, regarding these individuals from Trump uh, to the Sedition 6. Yeah, yeah. Seven, you know, Sedition 7, excuse me, and uh, and everybody else who was involved in this Uh uh, this this can't we're not letting go of this we're just we cannot yeah, let yeah. go of this if we let go of this we let go of democracy well meantime a uh, team of trump advisors and lawyers set up a war room at a dc hotel this is all according to the washington the, post the yeah. willard named after a rat <laughs> in an effort to uh overturn the 2020 election and the weeks leading up to the uh, january 6th rally i mean i'm sorry insurrection yes need to stop you. stop calling it a fucking rally yeah, please. Yeah, yeah. The the group, Rudy Giuliani, Steve Bannon, former New York City Police Chief Bernie Carrick. I can't believe Bernie Carrick is still a thing after uh, what he went through. Remember, Bernie Carrick was supposed to be the first Secretary of Homeland Security. Mm -hmm. George W. Bush was going to nominate him to be the Homeland Security Secretary. And, of course, everything crashed and burned because he's a fucking dirty cop, always has been. Uh, also, conservative lawyer John Eastman, we know him from the Eastman Memo. One yes. American News reporter, Christina Bob, retired Army Colonel Phil Waldron, Boris Epstein, and others. They set out to pressure Pence into blocking or delaying uh, certification of Biden's victory while also publicizing right. alleged evidence of voter fraud and urging members of state legislatures to challenge and decertify their results. Mm -hmm. They called the uh, set of rooms and suites at the Willard Hotel the Command Center. Right. Which was located a block from the White House. This was an organized, premeditated terrorist act. Yeah. And needs to be treated as such by uh, not only the people investigating it, but the news media. Yeah, and the yeah. Public. And, you know, just real quick, going back to the uh, Mo Brooks-Bobert thing, the Rolling Stone piece. Mm-hmm. I've been talking a lot over the past few weeks about how our system isn't necessarily set up for a violent invasion of Congress because we've never done it. It's never happened before. However, right. we are set up to push back against secessionists and insurrectionists. Mm -hmm. So as evidenced by 14th Amendment Section 3, this is something that can absolutely be applied. Yes. And it's not like this it law... Must be. Yeah, I mean, the only way they can overturn uh, 14th Amendment Section 3 
is to pass another constitutional amendment. This is not this is necessarily something that can be overturned. So it's just a matter of applying it. It's constitutional. This was an insurrection. There's, there's no doubt about this. The only doubt is disinformation being uh, injected into the conversation by Trump supporters and Fox right. News Channel. And we know that that is horseshit. Anyone with gray matter left in their brain pans should know that this was an insurrection by every definition of the word. Their attempt was to overthrow Congress, at least temporarily enough to change the outcome of the election, while mm -hmm. potentially hanging the vice president and the Speaker of the House. Right. This was something that was going to go on that day. I mean, if they had been allowed to continue with that operation, if it hadn't fallen to shit eventually, mm -hmm. that's what they would have done. Yeah, we've learned now they planned, they had planned to hold the Capitol overnight. Yeah. Thank goodness they didn't get that far. Oh, my God. So the problem is, is we don't indict these people if we don't move forward. If they're unable to find evidence enough to make these charges stick, then this is going to just keep happening over and over again. I mean, this is okay. I, I started the show as trying to be Ted Lasso. Now I'm, <laughs> I definitely am in full Roy Kent mode at this point because I feel like, yeah, it's getting to the point where if nothing happens... The, then you know we can expect it to happen over and over again. All, all we can do, Bob. All we can do, Bob, is believe and believe. Yeah, it's like a tacit legalization <laughs> of the process. This needs to be something where if if Lauren Boebert and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Mo Brooks and Andy Biggs and and Louis Gohmert and Donald Trump are allowed to continue walking the earth as free people, at the very least, they should never again be allowed to hold office. And we have a statute. We have a constitutional amendment that enumerates this very thing and what should happen in these instances. So let's avail ourselves of this thing that we call the Constitution. How about that? How about that for yeah, an idea? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's see. One last break, and we'll come back with uh, more things right after. These. I have things. Okay, yeah, lots of things. More things, <laughs> okay. right, things. After, right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Obsessed. I was out to get caught up in a trap of confidence claiming the end of the race. Wandering up ten to your flock. Had enough as I stood down the clock. I'm so sick and tired. Oh, yeah. 
Rebel Queens right here, Waiting Up For You is the name of the song. It's from their uh, EP, It's Raining Rock and Roll. Yeah, rebelqueens.com to support the Rebel Queens. Love these you, ladies. Holy you shit. Cr- you, you roll the windows down, you crank that up, you do about 65 miles an hour, and uh, you're <laughs> ready to go. Absolutely. 17-year-old me is headbanging right now. Okay. <laughs> uh, getting back into things here on our Tuesday show. Uh, yes. Let's see. Uh, more long-term side effects being reported from uh, people who have test positive from uh, COVID. And right, is, and that includes that yeah. includes people with little or no symptoms. So you can catch the virus, not have any symptoms, yeah. but suffer long-term effects in addition to your ability to spread it to other people. Yeah, um, this new study uh, is showing that there is a chance of memory loss and brain yep. fog. Uh, as a side effect of COVID, uh, long-term Lung scarring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this particular study of 740 patients at uh, Mount Sinai Health System, uh, and many of them suffered from memory loss and other cognitive mm-hmm. dysfunctions, commonly labeled as brain fog. The most common cognitive deficits the study identified were memory encoding and memory recall, which showed up in 24 percent and 23 percent of participants respectively nearly one in four yeah yeah that's i mean look we spend a lot of time talking about well you're gonna end up in the hospital or you're gonna end up dying from this or you're gonna have Mm -hmm. symptoms Uh, you know i think a lot of times we talk in terms of the most severe cases like hospital right. we about, it's, death. it's like war it's like war we know the we tend to know the casualty numbers uh the, the number of deaths yeah. we we don't always keep track of the number of wounded right. and uh, covid is leaving wounded across america in addition to the lives it's taken yeah yeah so one of the things that's concerned me the most in uh, dealing with this myself one of the things that worries me the most about getting covid which i have not yet is the idea of long-term side effects. And not just the long-term side effects that we know about, the long-term side effects that they have yet to discover because it's so relatively new. Exactly. And so they may find out things five years from now, ten years from now, that make this list of things that we already know even worse. It has caused madness in some people. It also leaves uh, permanent damage to major organs, including the heart and the brain. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you don't want this. Yeah. You, yeah. And the lungs, you, you don't want this. Well, you know, <laughs> my career is talking spontaneously into a microphone four days right. a week. And I don't want to be in a place where I'm having trouble with, you know, according to the study, that I'm having trouble with processing speed, which is the time it takes someone to perform a mental task, executive functioning, which is associated with setting and completing goals, phonemic and category fluency, the ability to come up with words based on certain criteria. These are all areas where these 23, 24% of COVID sufferers in this study ended up showing evidence of. And I don't want to be in that place. I mean, that completely decimates what I do for a living. We have some of those things already. We don't want to make it worse. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you caught me mid-beverage. I I did. Yeah. I'm sorry. See, I could have made you do a spit take. Yeah. (laughs) And there isn't a man, woman, or child who doesn't enjoy a lovely beverage. Am I right? (laughs) Or or a spit take, Mm -hmm. for that matter. (laughs) <laughs> That's right. Okay, now I almost well, did you, it. You, you must be parched. <laughs> when you said spit take for that matter, a little bit came up into my nose. So uh, that was there it. you yeah. go. Well, then my work here is through. It almost happened. I swear to God. This would be a famous first. If I had spewed my coffee during the show, 
This One of these is. days, Bob. One of these days. <laughs> it's only a matter of time. It's not a matter that's of right. if. It's a matter of when. Uh, okay, so that's uh, the latest long-term COVID news. Please continue to stay safe. I see a lot of complacency setting in right now because the numbers are declining. They and are. it's the complacency that stops those numbers from declining. We're still and we're still coming into cold weather. We're still coming into flu season. Yep. Uh, I I would like to think that things are going to continue to get better. I continue to hold out hope, uh, certainly for uh, March of of the coming year. I mm-hmm. think by then maybe it will be less of a concern. But right now it's not, and you're playing with fire going into the holiday season. Yeah. Uh, with gatherings and such, uh, if you don't continue to take precautions, especially with uh, more people cloistered indoors uh, because of the cold air outside and uh, because of the flu season. Yeah, yeah. And the time to take action is not when the curves are at their height. The time to take action is when the curves are at their lowest. So what mm. you do is you, in effect... Uh, you know, you do the Grover Norquist thing. You know, Grover Norquist always talks about shrinking right. government so small that you can drown it in the bathtub. That's the idea. You want to shrink COVID so small that you can drown it in the bathtub. There you go. Yeah. And so you get the curves down as low as they can go. And then that's when you say, all right, you're doomed now, COVID. We're, we're, we're going all the way with our yeah. cautionary measures. You and, know, and like, we want to do with, like we want to do with Trump. Yeah, you know? <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> Uh, so meantime, let's see what else is going on here. Of course, Biden and the Democratic congressional leaders are pushing for a vote this week on this big reconciliation bill and climate Mm -hmm. bill for that matter. An agreement could also allow the House to pass a separate $1.2 trillion bill to upgrade the country's roads, bridges, pipes, ports, and internet connections and send it to Biden's desk as soon as this week. Together, the two packages could dislodge roughly $3 trillion in economic spending initiatives. Chuck Schumer said there were three to four open issues on the social safety net and climate change bill, but Democrats were, quote, on track to get this done. Joe Manchin, one of the names for our pain, added that he believes a compromise on the package will come together this week. Because he's finally getting some things his way. And it's hard to pin down Kirsten Cinema, but uh, Elizabeth Warren is certainly <laughs> trying to. And I believe, I believe Elizabeth Warren is making progress with Kirsten Cinema. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, very much scaled down. This is about half the money now we're talking about. Instead of a $3.5 trillion program, we're now talking about $1.7, I think. Yeah. Uh, and uh, while that uh, may be disappointing, and I know a lot of voters are thinking, well, you know, we elected him to do something more drastic. Um, I, I guess what I would offer is that we need to take what we can get now and use that to get more power so we can do the rest of what we want to do. Be okay with taking it in stages. Be yeah. okay with progress no matter how small. I know yeah, a lot of people feel uh, like Biden is scaling back a Build Back Better proposal. Now I understand it's down to just build back, you know. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get down to just build, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, uh, we, we would like to build back uh, better. Yeah. Uh, we may have to do that in, in two stages. Mm-hmm. So if we can get some things now because uh, the – Packages and the programs included in this bill are so incredibly popular with both Republicans and Democrats that it will be nigh on impossible for Congress to get rid of them in the future. Yeah. Uh, this is very much like the Affordable Care Act and Republican mm-hmm. opposition to it. Yes. Uh, the public opinion won out over Republican political goals here, and Obamacare is beloved. Uh, and uh, is is been of great help, especially during this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, is going strong. 
And, and so despite their efforts to try to destroy it, uh, you know, it didn't happen. Well, we could do the same thing here. I'm glad you brought up the ACA, the Affordable Care Act, because there was something that went on around the scope of that particular piece of legislation and the debate centering around that. Certainly the level of progressive dissatisfaction uh, yes. with the ACA. Yes. Once it Remember? got yeah. yeah, once it got down to late in 2009, I think, right around Christmas time when it started to get passed, there was a whole progressive movement to kill the bill. I mean, people wanted to actually kill the Affordable Care Act before it got passed, and I'm talking about liberals. Because the notion was, and I remember Cenk Uger in particular talking about this at length on The Young Turks, where he was saying what should have happened with the ACA is the Democrats in the Obama White House should have started with Medi- higher. Yeah, Medicare for all and made it this very, very expensive uh, uh, legislation that would have far exceeded what it actually was. Instead mm-hmm. of starting at whatever, $850 billion, I think was the price tag for the ACA initially, they should have started at like $3 trillion for that and, and included expansion of Medicare. And so that should have been the thing. Single payer should have been the right. initial ask. And then it would have been whittled down to something else. See, here's the problem with that. And we're seeing that a little bit now. Yeah. Is if you use that strategy, then what happens is the lesser amount that it gets negotiated down to, uh-huh. then the progressives go, well, I don't want to support this now because it's too small. So right. it's like a lose lose. Either you start out at that number and negotiate around that number, the smaller number, or you start at a higher number and it gets negotiated down to that number. Well, either way, there's going to be certain liberals, certain Democratic voters are going to be like, ah, fuck. Why, we, why didn't this, we, why wasn't this what I wanted it to be? We all want a drastic change, and we still do, but we may have to accept the fact that you can't have it all at once. Right. Uh, I, I would explain to the progressives who are uh, disenchanted with the Democrats right now that uh, you, we, this is a this is an important victory. These programs, even in the trimmed down package, are so immensely popular they almost cannot be reversed. Yeah, and so they will have to be extended, no matter how temporary they are. And they've mm-hmm. been made temporary to keep the price tag down. But because they will, we will become addicted to them as a society. Uh, it will be easy uh, to keep them going. And uh, there are things we very much need. As the U.S. lags behind in many of the many of the areas like childcare uh, that we're talking about, behind other countries. So this is a chance for us to catch up a little bit. Upon that success, upon the Democrats having passed these very popular programs, uh, and people will be feeling them, those very popular programs mm-hmm. by Election Day, uh, this could carry the Democrats to the kind of majority that will allow us to do the rest of what we want to do. Well, look, I mean, I want the $3.5 trillion version to pass, too. I want the gigantic climate crisis portion of this passed. I want to see wind turbines at every beach in the United States. Not I mean not not on the beach, but off in the distance. Because to me, that that site, seeing those wind turbines out there, that is the sound of the future. That is the right. sound of human beings persevering on this planet safely and healthily, rather than the extinction of of everything. You know, so right. these are all things that I want to see. But the fact of the matter is we can't get those things because of the 50-50 Senate and the power that that has given to Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. And so right. I think what we need to do as Democrats is keep our eye on who the flies in the ointment are 
and realize also that the 220 Democrats on the House side have mm. passed all the shit that we want. Right. It's They're those done here. Yeah, it's the sticks in the mud on the Senate side who are starting it. And if you can somehow lobby them, if you can somehow pressure them, then that is how we should operate as Democrats. We shouldn't be saying, well, fuck all the Democrats. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. Any, anyone who has followed this show for the last few weeks or followed me on social media, you know this has been the sandbox that I've been playing in. I just, right. I, I'm looking at a different kind of ball game here. It's these Democrats I, they're, they're, or it's that fascism, and that's the choice. Yeah, that exactly. That is the choice. And, and, you know, I see a lot of progressive frustration with what seems to be a lack of prosecution yeah. of uh, the insurrectionists when really it might just be pokier or slower than they'd like it to be. <laughs> and and a lot of frustration with uh, any talk of Biden cutbacks. Most Democrats, uh, hell, most Americans support what Biden wants to do. Yeah. But because the news media focused on the numbers instead of what the program does and gave the Republicans something to run with, uh, we've been forced to scale it back for now. Mm -hmm. These programs, I'll say it again, these programs are so popular, they're here to stay, and they are here to help propel Democrats to a real majority, whereupon we can enact the rest of what we had hoped to do and more. That's right. Elections have consequences. And in this case, what you don't want to do is uh, make those consequences increasingly negative by not uh -huh. turning out to vote. So what right. what we have to do is I mean the, the reason that the Senate is fifty fifty is we didn't work enough we didn't we didn't work hard enough I should say to uh, to win some of those Senate seats so that Mansion and Cinema wouldn't have this kind of power so that it wouldn't be a fifty fifty Congress so that we could overcome right. filibusters and so on or we could actually pass filibuster reform. It's got so, a real majority, and one of the ways we can do that is by getting even the scale back package passed now. Yeah, exactly. So what and, we're seeing is, oh, yeah, well, this election with the Senate didn't go our way in 2020 necessarily, even though we did get a narrow, narrow majority because of Kamala Harris. The, the, the solution to that isn't to make that number smaller, isn't to make that number go from 50-50 to 51-49 in favor of the Republicans or 52-48, however it divides up. That's not how we work things here. It's right. there are, despite whether you vote for a third party candidate or not, there are two parties in this country. And the most likely winner of our elections are going to be one of those two parties. And we have to decide for ourselves as voters which one of those two parties we want to have in control. And we don't want the fascist party. That's the Democrats are fascists. That's just that simple. Yeah, yeah. Now listen, I know you have a list of things you want to talk about in the uh, in the help me out here, the shadow docket. The shadow docket. How'd, yeah. How'd I do? The shadow docket. <laughs> Good job. I, I, I have news about uh, our school board fights and something you won't hear anywhere else, I don't think, about uh, the Voting Rights Act. Okay, sounds good. Plus, we've got lots of information about Facebook and the Facebook papers. We're going to be talking about that good. coming up here. Uh, plus, huh, bad news for James O'Keefe. More bad news for James O'Keefe. I'm always happy when one of these stories comes down, so we're going to talk about that, too, coming up on the uh, Shadow Docket Show on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. That is the website, or... Uh, more specifically, patreon.com slash Show. Either one of those website addresses will take you right there to sign up for our Patreon page. $5 a month gets you two post two, uh, God, I did it again. Two Shadow Docket shows. You know, why are we both glitching out on this today? Maybe, maybe we have had COVID. <laughs> it's the brain fog. What the hell? 
All right, it's the Shadow Docket Show coming up next. Right after this music is done playing, we keep on talking and we put it on our Patreon page. It's bonus content for you to keep listening. It's called the Shadow Docket, and uh, we'll see you over there, folks. Take care. Bye-bye. Shadow Docket. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.